Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. This is Leafs Morning Take with Nick Alberga and Jay Rosehill. Now we've got a fight started here right off the bat with Rosehill. 30 minutes of live, nonstop Leafs talk starts now. Presented by PointsBet Canada, it's the Thursday edition of Leafs Morning Take. Nick Alberga and Jay Rosehill with you to talk about the Leafs and the Kraken. I mentioned yesterday the uh, All-Star Game Roster announcements coming on Thursday night, so we'll have full reaction to that coming up tomorrow. Uh, we'll talk about the Atlantic Division uh, today as well in the standings. I can't believe we're approaching the midway point already of the season, Rosie. What's happening, buddy? How are you, dude? Yeah, it's flying by. Um, and I'm just driving my first coffee into me after watching the World Jays last night. It was... Uh, oh, buddy. Starting off a little scary, and then holy shit, eh? I'm fired up, though, because I, uh, down 2 nothing in that game, I hit the Canadian money line at plus 172, so I feel good about that hit. But, man, those two nations are incapable of playing a boring hockey game. I don't care what level, what gender. You always know it's going to be tremendous. Yeah, it is. It's become, like, they've really stepped up, I think, in our lifetime in the last 15 years, um, you know, competing with Canada and, and really developing their program and you know a few years there we had to watch them get the gold medal and it's like they're they're right there and lots of other countries have really stepped up too and it's kind of uh it's more hectic as a Canadian hockey fan but it's it's a better tournament overall and there's just really good uh really good competition out there and yeah there's no question the Canada U.S. rivalry is is very hot and it was I was coaching uh I was coaching a couple of hockey games last night so I had to keep looking at my phone I was like we're down to Cobb are you kidding me and I was pretty choked and then ran a couple of practices and came out it was uh it was 4-2 so I ran home and, and caught the second half of the game so wicked uh wicked result and it's it's nice when that stuff happens man I always kind of forget about that tournament coming into you know Christmas and everything else and then all of a sudden after New Year it's just like let's go and you get all fired up about it so it's a nice thing to get jazzed about in early January it is and this time of year always brings back memories for yours truly I was so fortunate to be at the world junior and what 09 Everly scores that goal I was like 10 rows away I was there for that crazy crazy bonkers game against the states where it was three nothing Americans JT got a hattie I believe in that game that tournament was next level but I tell you, watching this tournament has brought the fields back. And maybe it's because I think for the first time, pretty much, we have a full crowd back in the mix. This tournament's not taking place in August. And I, I think the theater is amazing. And you coach kids, you play junior. I think the element of surprise, I think if you watch an NHL game, Rosie, 
they're not as prone to making mistakes. You watch junior hockey, you watch that Canadian team specifically for the first half of that game last night, they look tentative. They look nervous. Like it's, it's such a different atmosphere. And that's why I always rag on analytics. You can't quantify that type of pressure in a hockey game, in my opinion. Yeah, it's big. Like those guys, you know, they're all used to being the big dogs and it's kind of, I don't want to say easy for them, but you know, they're, they're the big boys on their team back home in junior or whatever or else some of them are playing the NHL so um to go back to that and you know exactly there's there's a mistake it's like watching college football compared to the NA, to the NFL it's it's just different they're prone to make mistakes there can be big swings and you know you're watching those kids and when they're playing for medals and you get into those quarters and those semis they are uh they're fired up and they realize what it means and they get a little bit tentative and both sides you don't know what's going to happen and it's not the nhl where the you know they've been coached up for you know months on end to play certain systems and they're just out there kind of winging it playing together for the first time and it's it it, it leads to a lot of fireworks man and it, it's good watch and that's no doubt about it i was watching last night they have to make fighting allowable uh, i mean you can do it in junior i know you can't do it in college but like the, these fuck you matches are hilarious to me it's like we all know everybody in the building knows nothing's going to transpire if you add some fighting in it it could be a bit different into the mix you know can you imagine <laughs> like the the double ihf is just so fucking soft and <laughs> all of the calls and everything are so bad and they're just it's the softest that you can play they just like it that way for whatever reason then all of a sudden you add dusting into the mix man it would be mayhem it would be there'd be there'd be line brawls all the time but you know just maybe you keep it like same rules like uh like nhl where you know you can't have two men in and you get kicked out and you got to watch yourself yeah. but when that big heat comes in if those those guys shed them i just i just can't see them allowing 17 18 year olds to bare knuckle fight at this point in time but that would be wicked oh it would be phenomenal imagine the states and canada going out of toe for toe scrap for scrap oh my goodness just don't get me going remember to subscribe tap that like button leave us a review wherever you're checking us out don't forget to visit the leafsnation.com for the very latest in all things Toronto Maple Leafs, I'll have a game preview coming up in about 30 minutes from now, so stay locked for that. Thoughts, comments, cons uh, questions, or concerns, drop us a line down here uh, on the YouTube chat. We'll get to that in a bit. Uh, but first, let's get over the boards. I love this. Release the Kraken for the third time ever. It's the Leafs and the Seattle Kraken. This one taking place at Scotiabank Arena. Toronto took both meetings last season. But a much different Kraken team, I would say, in year two than year one, Rosie. Yeah, it seems that way. I haven't been, uh, I haven't been following them or watching them besides the the games the Leafs have played against them. But uh, <clears throat> you know, they it seems like the expansion draft is is pretty solid. It gives a team a chance to win right out of the gate. Obviously, with Vegas and the success they've had, and they're continuing to be a you know, right out of the gate, a good franchise. I think people don't like that sometimes. It's like, hey, you should earn you should earn it a little bit and be a basement dweller for a little while. But I just don't think the league's interested in that. And it's nice to have, you know, teams come out and contend right away. But as you, as you say, the Kraken kind of middle of the pack right now. And I, I felt they were a stronger team at the beginning of the year and they seem to be slipping a little bit. But, uh, you know, again, you look at their, their record, it's not much different in a tough Western conference than than the Leafs are right now. And I think it's going to be another good test. And I don't think they're going to have a lot of games, you know, going down the stretch where, you know, you can take a night off. Like all these points are, are valuable and we're going to see what happens. And I think Matt Murray's going to be in. So hopefully he solidifies himself as, as being the starter again uh, tonight. 
Yeah, so Matt Murray uh, has been confirmed as a starter, as uh, you nailed it right there. And I think, to me, the biggest difference with this Kraken team this year is that they can actually score goals. Uh, they were sixth in offense, or they are sixth in offense this year, 28th last season. So they've been outscoring their okay. problems a bit more. I think they're still inconsistent when it comes to goaltending. We'll see if it's Martin Jones tonight, but even Grubauer hasn't had a good season. Jones has been probably the better of the two so far. Grubauer has been a bit banged up, but... That's the biggest difference I've seen in Seattle watching the NHL the way I have and, and do this season too, is that they can score much more. So like, I think the least better be prepared, but I think both of us are expecting a much better defensive game. Like I was taking a peek at the over in this game and maybe famous last words, but it's been trending that way for a while for this Maple Leafs team. So I wonder if there's a bit of a response defensively tonight, Rosie. I hope so. That was my problem there with uh, with the Leafs last game. It just seemed like they were just not paying attention to that again. And it's been what's impressed me probably the most this year um, after October is when, you know, they have that huge team buy-in defense first and the, the forwards are, are buying in big time and the, the turnovers are are hardly there at all. And they're really shutting the door and and playing that really well-rounded game that I think is going to work really good in the playoffs. And they were just lost there on uh, on Monday or whatever their last game was. It was uh, it, it was it was reverting back to some of the stuff of a, a year or two ago where you're trying to win by you know six five, and that's kind of what it was. And um, I hope they tighten that up. And it doesn't make sense. It's an anomaly to me because, you know, Morgan Riley's back, their defense are healthy again, and all of a sudden your your defense kind of is negligible. I don't know if it's a mental thing with the forwards where, oh, good, we got our boys back. We can go we can go play now, and we don't have to to worry about buying into that D zone. And I don't know if it's that, but it's uh, it wasn't where it needs to be last game, and I hope they tighten it up tonight because they're going to need to. Definitely will, and certainly a prevailing storyline in this game as Toronto gets set to play nine of the next 13 at Scotiabank Arena. Mark Giordano revenge game. We love these. Kelly Yarncroke playing Seattle for the second time. Of course, both these guys went last year via trade, but Giordano was selected from Calgary in the 21 NHL expansion draft. He'll play the Kraken for the very first time tonight. Played 55 games for them in their inaugural season, Rosie. Yeah, it's be nice for him to play them again. It's not I don't see it as like uh like him going back to play Calgary or, or something like that. But anytime it is, um, you know, a former team, you know, you're gonna have money on the board and you wanna show them uh, you know, that you missed out. And I think any team that's ever had Giordano right now is uh is wishing they had him on their team, an eight hundred thousand dollar player to to provide what he does on and off the ice, I think is uh something absolutely anyone would take at this point in time. So I hope he puts it up their uh, tailpipe tonight. Yeah, I think it's going to be fascinating to see how that unfolds. But I think it's fair to say he's exceeded expectations so far in Toronto, right? I think especially when you look at that cap hit, uh, you look at the body of work, the way he's elevated, the way he's played at his age and what he means to this city. Like, I, I think it's been a home run in terms of Mark Giordano and his fit with the Toronto Maple Leafs. Would you If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Yeah, he's like, he's one of my favorites on the roster for, for all those reasons. I mean, he's just, he's rock solid. He's steady. He's reliable. Um, you can you can throw a, like throw out those injuries and stuff on the back end. You could throw like a new player, a Marley's player, an inexperienced guy with them, and you know he can he can cover those holes or those mistakes and and really support that guy and get his feet under him. I would love to play with him as as a D partner. He's just he's solid. He bangs. He blocks shots. Um, you know, going back to where he jumped in there on uh, on what's his name Konechny against the the Flyers to kind of come to Matthews's rescue he just kind of does it all and I think he's kind of got that dad feeling in the locker room been around won a Norris trophy and then you look at the analytics of you know this guy costs us eight hundred thousand dollars in in the salary cap like it's just it's just crazy though he's probably the highest value player that I can think of in the league and I'm not a big cap cruncher guy or anything like that but I, I just love him. I just love him on the roster for, and, and the, the cherry on top is his cap hit, you know? So I've been super happy with him and love watching him and I'm always cheering for him. And again, too, what he brings in the room is a big thing to look at. You being the former player in the league, a guy, a veteran presence has done it before, has won a Norris trophy. He's won like it. You know, there's so many different intangibles that I think a guy um, you know, and variables that a guy like Giordano brings to this roster. And you need that veteran presence. I know that conversation is overplayed in this market. I get it. The Marlowe's, the Thorntons of the world, the Simmonses of the world. But you need guys like this in the trenches. And especially a guy like Giordano, I still think has plenty to give uh, in the NHL, which is crazy considering his age, right? Yeah, usually when you get those kind of guys at that 40 mark, especially on D, it's like, you know, they lose a step and and they have trouble getting in position and they kind of get walked by some 22-year-old with big jets, just blows his doors off. And, you know, that happens every once in a while and you kind of got to go, oh, shit, he's getting old and he's losing a step. And I just don't see that with Gio. He's he's constantly in position and and he can keep up with these guys and he's he outsmarts them and he's he can just play on that back end really good. So um, I think that... 
he hasn't shown his age at all. And he, I don't want to say he's getting better because he won a Norris Trophy not too long ago, but he's taking that Norris Trophy caliber experience and he's implementing it amazingly here and, and filling a role that they need to. I mean, no one expects him to win a Norris Trophy anymore. That's that's past, but he hasn't fallen off the map by any stretch. I think he's a huge, huge component of their back. And if they lost him, I think it, there'd be a huge hole there. Oh, without question. So we look now, Rosie, at the Atlantic Division standings, as mentioned, uh, quickly approaching the midway point of the regular season, which is crazy. And we've talked about this almost ad nauseum when you look at this division specifically. Boston wins every night. I think it was great to see Tampa finally lose a game. Andre Vasilevsky uh, was ill last night, so he didn't play in St. Paul, and they got destroyed by the Minnesota Wild. Brian Elliott plays back-to-back. But it's good to see separation and losses uh, from these teams when you can see them. Um, Boston, I believe, is in Los Angeles tonight. So we'll see on that front. But the Leafs need some help. And they're nine points out of first, man. It's it's crazy. I think when you look at the body of work, they've had an exceptional season. Then you look at the standings, you're like, damn, there's still nine points back of the Boston Bruins. I know. It's like, I don't, I've been like kind of preaching, you know, don't. Like, why would you go through the season just thinking about the playoffs and, hey, this is, yeah. these, these, these games are important and blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, lately I've been looking, just going like, it's going to be Toronto Tampa again. It's just, it's, it's, it's not, it's almost set in stone. Like how, how do you catch Boston when they're doing what they they're doing? And I don't think anyone's catching fire below and it's just, it's, it just looks like it's going to be that. So th- when that happens, I'm kind of like, well, what the hell? Let's just fast forward to, to playoffs and see what we can do here. But um, I I would prefer not to play Tampa. Just I feel like this team, this Maple Leafs team, it just has bad mojo. And and when you say, you know, they've had their qualms in the playoffs recently, obviously, and you know, to play the Arizona Coyotes and constantly constantly drop points it's like something in their head and to go and play the lightning again I could feel like it could be in their head a little bit Vasilevsky shuts the door he's probably the best goalie in the world you just don't want to go up against that in the playoffs so I I really wanted them to play somebody else and have a new look but it just doesn't look like it's going to happen this year yeah it just yeah it's fascinating on that front certainly I think when you look at some of these teams and how they stack up against the Maple Leafs and uh, Boston, again, sometimes looks like a team of destiny. You, you you wonder if this is the last dance for like a Patrice Bergeron. But I always say it like to, to, to be the best, you got to beat the best. I don't care who they play in the first round, if it's Boston, if it's Tampa. Hell, the Buffalo Sabres have been on complete fire. They've won seven of the past eight. Um, after that hot start, Detroit has really come back down to earth the last little while. The Ottawa Senators playing much better. It's a really, really competitive division. I think along those lines in general, the Eastern Conference is is way better than the Western Conference, but I think it gives you great preparation for the Stanley Cup playoffs. It does, but looking at you know the Maple Leafs, they have a specific thing going on where they just need to get through the first bloody round, and it would be nice to have a different look that doesn't have you know skeletons in the closet. And I don't think they're going to get it this year, but there's no question. Like if you if you think you're a Stanley Cup contender, then you can't be scared of playing anyone in the first round. But I would just prefer if I had my choice, they played somebody else just for a new look and a new chapter and, and, you know, go blow the doors off the first round and then run into Tampa later or whatever the, whatever the case is. But it doesn't look like it's going to happen. It looks like it's going to be the same old, old deal as last year. And they're going to have to get through these guys to, to prove their worth. And I just, I can't even, I can't even think about them losing to Tampa again in the first round. It would just, 
it would just be devastating, man. And it's just, I know that I'm, I'm kind of new to following it to this degree right now with this team. And there's people that have, you know, laid their hearts on the line for, for their entire lives and done nothing but get it stomped on. And, you know, it, it's, it's, it's not a tough, it's not a, it's not a nice division to be in. It's like I said the other day with the Jays having to be in the division with, you know, Boston Yankees for so long there, it's, it's just, it's just hopeless for a while. You can have such a good team and still not get it done. And, you know, they have ha Toronto's had good enough teams to get to the second round. They've had better teams than than teams that have gotten to the second round, and it just doesn't get done. So it's just a lot of pressure building it up, and I'm starting to feeling it now that it's the new year. I'm starting to feel this, like, holy shit, this can't happen again. And it's, it's awful because those guys feel it playing for that franchise, and you don't want to go into the playoffs scripting your stick saying, holy shit, you want to go into it saying – bring on anybody we are we are who we are and you hope they have that feeling but man there's just those skeletons in the closet that kind of scare me man but i i do believe in this team and i, I think they've got what it takes and but at, at the end of the day it's just it's not up to you when you watch those games it's like that we know they're better than this and it just doesn't happen and i'm just i think i'm feeling the frustration of of leafs nation right now over the past few years and and really all you can do, you you're, you're, you have no control over it as a fan. You're just sitting there hoping to hell, like, get it fucking done this year. And I think all so many people following this team and caring that much is is what makes it so much pressure on this team, man. So it's, I don't know, I'm ranting a little bit, but it's it's just a scary time going to those playoffs. I want them to win so fucking bad and get that monkey off their back. You've really changed your tune. Um, I'm sorry to break it to you, but every team they play in the playoffs, they've had four different opponents have lost to four different teams in the last like seven years, Boston, Columbus, Montreal, Tampa. And I sat through all four of those fucking teams and those four series. So the Columbus one was a lot of fun because it happened in August during a world pandemic. The Montreal one as well was a lot of fun because it was three, one and they blew their fucking uh, again. It's, it, it's, we're at a point with this Maple Leafs team. It does not matter what they do in the regular season. I bring this up at least once a show. Uh, I, I think they've been incredible. I'm fortunate enough to cover this team and I think it's a lot of fun, but ultimately at the end of the day, they will be judged. They'll be gauged on what they do in the springtime. It, it's just a reality. And I think it's just building blocks and a building process to get to that level. So with you, I'm excited. I'm also enjoying the regular season. Some of the personal feats. We know the uh, all-star game announcements are coming up tonight as well and these guys deserve a lot of credit they're uh, they're an excellent regular season team and i mean that with the duest respect i think they have to change that narrative and i think along those lines there's been a laundry list of teams that have been in that conversation too like even ones that didn't get the job done right san jose vancouver every year president's trophy winners every year you know top of the class couldn't push through but then on the contrary you look at teams like washington and tampa and others that did push through. So that gives you that level of, of optimism, I think, in Leafs Nation. Yeah, for sure. I mean, again, it doesn't matter what happened in the past. Like, those teams yeah. don't exist anymore. They, they just don't exist. That that team doesn't they're exist. So just because they, they have the same goddamn logo on the front doesn't mean they're the oh, same. Oh, they're still there. <laughs> well, it's yet to be decided. <laughs> but uh, I just... I, I, like when you when you chirp Dubas and you say this and that, it's like, well, what are you what are you supposed to do? You're putting the best team you can possibly put on the ice. Look at look at the body, look at the core, look at the D, look at the goaltenders. Like, what the hell would anyone else do to make a yeah. good hockey team than what they've done? 
Like, there's nothing yeah. else you can do. They're, they've put together a really good goddamn hockey team. It's better than the vast majority of teams in the NHL. And then you have a bad week where you get down 3-2 in the playoffs and then, holy shit, it's one loss away and you lose it and you're done. It's, yeah. it's just crazy to think that they just can't fucking break through. It has to be a mental barrier of some kind. It has to be some some pressurized thing that just makes you grip your stick too tight and you can't do what you're used to doing. There's no other explanation for them not to be able to get through, especially in like the last five years when they had solid top of the NHL type of teams and they can't win the first fucking round. It's a fair question, right? Because you look at a team like the Florida Panthers who pretty much in the offseason remolded what they want to look like and they want to pattern their game after the team they'll probably play or likely thought they would play in the playoffs, and that's Tampa Bay Lightning. And look where Florida is, right? They're, they're in jeopardy of missing the Stanley Cup playoffs altogether. So I think you make an excellent point on that front. And all you can do is just keep going back to the well. And I think eventually you either push through or you don't. I made the examples of teams that have had uh, success finally and some that haven't and I always like to bring up the name Steven Stamkos right he was a career loser pretty much for 10 seasons uh, and now he's going to go down as one of the best winners uh, of his generation ditto for Alex Ovechkin with that in mind Rosie the wrap-up is brought to you by our friends at Points Bet Canada So unfortunately, it took the L last night at the over uh, in Detroit and New Jersey. I wasn't watching that game anyways. I was watching the World Junior game, but uh, the number in that game hit at six. It was a 5-1 final. The Devils blew the doors off Detroit. So I'm looking to bounce back into the win column tonight. Give me the uh, puck line, the Maple Leafs puck line against the Seattle Kraken. I just like the value, as you see on your screen right there. It's already changed from when I looked at it a couple minutes ago. It's at plus 115. It was at plus 120 before. Regardless, I, I think I'm looking for a response from this Maple Leafs team. Um, the Kraken at the fly cross country. They were in Edmonton on Tuesday. It's game two of seven in a seven-game road trip for the Kraken. So I'm expecting a response. At the very least, I'm expecting a Leafs win. So why not buy more than one? Yeah, it's uh it's a good time to go puck line, I think. You know, you all the points you just touched on. And I, I expect yeah. a response too. I think they're they've been having a couple days of of intense video and they're breaking stuff down and seeing where they've been, you know, faltering a little bit. And I think they'll be ready to to sew that that up and sew those holes up. And um, you know, for the plus money that you're talking about against the Kraken. Matt Murray's in net. He's been really solid. I like the bet a lot, and uh, I, I'll, I'm going to take it personally as well and see if we can uh, get some plus money on the board. Let's do it. And again, I would try to hammer that bunting line. They've been on fire. I think last I looked here on Points Back Canada, the bunting shot prop is not up there. It's probably because I took all their winnings the other night. I'm just kidding. But that line in general has been producing. Uh, maybe you look more at you know, Mitch Marner uh, needs two points to get to 500, becoming the second fastest Leafs in, uh, Leaf in franchise history to hit that milestone. So maybe you look there. I think some shot props could be in play as well. But all in all, I expect a, a much different game in this one than we saw against the St. Louis Blues on Tuesday. But we've been proven wrong and right before, Rosie. So I'm just fascinated. Uh, we always like to bring up, it's a long season. You played through a great, a grueling 82-game slate. You're not going to have it for bigger stretches of time. And that's the most curious thing for me. As I mentioned earlier, I was wondering about taking the over, but you would think logically the Leafs to be much better defensively, but who's to say they can't win this game like 6-2 again like they did against Colorado on New Year's Eve? 
Yeah, totally. Um, I don't really have a feel. It's just weird playing some of those Western yeah. Conference uh, teams where you don't get to watch them. You don't really know what their tendencies are. And I, I, I'll probably live bet it and look at, you know, who comes out of the gates, who's controlling the puck, you know, who's getting the chances, how Murray looks, get a vibe for what's going on, like how much control one team can take and and then jump on a, a live bet at that point in time is usually what I like to do, especially when you don't know the teams too well. But uh, I just, I don't know, like, like with that Samsonov-Murray thing, I think Murray's emerging as kind of being the starter uh, right now at this particular time. But I mean, go back to like October, November. I mean, I was saying, you know, this is great. We're doing the one-two punch thing, but, you know, one guy is going to, going to get a little bit cold and have a hiccup and the other guy's going to take over and kind of pick him up and then you know someone's going to get hurt and the other guy's going to come pick him up and that's what's so great about having a one-two punch and you know right now Samsonov hasn't been stealing games or standing on his head okay so now Murray can stand up and maybe play you know um, a bigger percentage of the games than what they've been doing. They've been kind of switching off. Maybe Murray will take more of a stand right now for a while and let Sammy work on his game, relax, and then come in and hopefully when you do put him in, he can stand on his head and, and get that confidence back. But that's Toronto for you, man. Everyone's talking about the Samsonov, uh, you know, experiment has failed. It's like, what the fuck, man? If he was on any other team in the world, he would, it would just be not even noticeable what's happening right now. It would just be like, oh yeah, like Murray's playing the best right now. So we're going to play him like, that's it. But of course it's Toronto. So you got to say, you know, all the guys that were sitting on the sidelines and, and quiet as hell all throughout the season while these two guys are switch hitting unbelievable games and you don't even know who you're going to play because they're both playing so goddamn good and both numbers are unbelievable and both records are unbelievable home on the road whatever it didn't matter it's like look at our fucking goaltending duo right now everyone was pretty quiet about the transaction at that point in time now if sammy has i mean it's not even a skid he just hasn't like won them the game the last couple of outings I noticed people on Twitter jumping on him and, oh, here we go, I told you so. It's just, it's so pathetic. Like, if you're going to take a stand on something, then stay on the stand. Don't just jump, don't just be a bandwagon guy where you're going to, you're just going to follow the flavor of the week and say, oh, I knew that and that that's my take now. It's like, how easy is that? Don't be a loser, man. Have conviction in what you think. Do you think those two goalies are shit or do you believe in them? I mean, I've been saying since the, the get go that these two goalies are, it's a fantastic duo because you can switch hit and because you can ride one guy when the other guy's cold. And that's what's happening right now. And by no means does it mean that Samsonov is, is you know, a blunder or a bad signing or if he's, you know, shouldn't be there. He's just, he's just going to kind of let Murray take the reins for a while here, is all it is in my mind. Yeah, unfortunately, it's a byproduct of the the market. I think your assessment's bang on. And I think there will be a period later on in the season where they're running with Ilya Samsonov and it's Matt Murray who's struggling, who, are, who, who who's injured. I, I mean, I mean, who's to say that can't happen down the road? I mean, there's so many different variables that run through the course of an 82-game slate. And I think you're you're right on. I think at this point in time, I think you you give the ball, so to speak, to Matt Murray and you see, you know, the way he handles that. But I think you have to be fair and in sheltering him and insulating him and knowing his track record and resume and sprinkling in some Samsonov like a back-to-back -back is coming up this weekend. But bottom line, I think the you know the main idea here is to have both goalies fresh in time for the Stanley Cup playoffs, right? And feeling both uh, feeling good about both the guys. No. Yeah, it's funny though. Like if they're both playing well and they're both healthy, how hard is that to figure out who you go with? 
You yeah. know, you want to almost have a front runner. Like, I can't think of a scenario where a team's in the Stanley Cup playoffs and they don't know what goalie to I play. Can. There's always like, this is the start of who? So do you remember the Washington Capitals when they won in 2018? Do you know who started yeah. that postseason run for them? No. It was Philip Grubauer. Grubauer. It was 2 nothing in that series for Columbus, and then they started Holpe, and then they won in a magical run, won the Stanley Cup. So I there know you what you're go. saying, though. Like, it's it's got to be a mind fuck for teams when you don't know who's going to start on any given night when it, your season's on the line. And it's just a curious tap dance, in my opinion, when go, when coaches, I don't know how they know to pull the strings, who they go to. Like, Boston's prime illustration of that. I know Allmark is 21-1-1, but they've been sprinkling in Swayman like every other start. It's a tap dance. And I think you're right. Like, there needs to be one guy that maybe pulls ahead a bit um, come playoff time. Yeah, and I don't mind if Murray does that. He's the guy who's won Stanley Cups, and he's got yeah. the experience, and he's older. And if he's healthy, I, I don't mind them having a you know a solidified. This is the starter. This is the secondary guy we have in the mix, especially coming into playoffs. I don't care what happens right now, but going into playoffs would be yeah. nice. I just I don't envy. I mean, ultimately, you want to have two good goalies that you can go to, and it doesn't matter. You just switch hit them. But if you do have that, I don't envy the coaching situation where, like, who do you play and, like, whose ego is getting hurt and and who yeah. wants to play or who who's more comfortable taking a back seat. It's, it's just, it would just be difficult. My, my approach would just be communication. Like, get those two guys in a room, be like, what are you guys feeling right now? And just honesty, let it yeah. come out. And they're both competitors and they're both going to say like, I want to be the guy and blah, blah, blah. But like, just get it on the table so that when you do say, Hey, so-and-so you're sitting tonight, we're going with this guy and we're going to stick with him because he's hot. Like, I just would like to have everyone on the same page and there not be any, well, what the fuck is this? You know? And that's the last thing you want is like tension within the coaching staff and the goaltenders. And I don't think they have that right now, but it's kind of funny. I love the, I love the, the back. I love the switch hitting and be able to go to two different guys and both them be hot and equally as good but come down the stretch in the playoffs you kind of need someone to to like be the go-to guy to actually start right bottom line it is a business and something to monitor over the next little while as we head into the second half of this maple east regular season rosie uh, we'll leave it at that and uh, looking forward to tomorrow's show we'll recap the leafs and kraken game and also uh look at the all-star game roster announcement coming tonight uh which leafs were left on left on, on off the list as well some snubs we'll get into that conversation tomorrow okay right on see you then buddy all right there you have it that's jay rosehill i'm nick alberga thanks so much for watching and listening take care <laughs>